Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. morning everyone and what a morning it is i am jeff snyder host of meet the movie press film reporter at the wrap at the insider all that good stuff here with me is co-host simon thompson hello i enjoyed batman versus superman last night Ooh, so yeah. that's what we're gonna be talking about today yeah with special guest josh dickey of mashable welcome Thank you. I enjoyed Batman vs. Superman twice. Oh, Christ. <laughs> we Who all did you enjoyed annoy? it so much, and that's our podcast for today. Thank you. Um, yeah, guys, sorry. Josh, how you been? I've been good. I've been good. I've missed you guys. Yeah, we've, I missed been, you. we've missed you. Thank you. Well, it's good to be back on this very good Friday, indeed. Yep. Mm. It's the day after Jesus got bitten by the zombie, right? And then... <laughs> I don't know if that was in my, my Torah section. Is that a section. spoiler? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, that's actually Some a of us haven't well, read the, the big, Bible. The big, the big part of the story doesn't come until Sunday, so don't yeah. worry about it. Oh, okay. Great. It's only extra It's fine. It's like, like the last shot. It's, <laughs> Simon, so yes. you went to a showing last night. I did. I paid to see it. Like a, like a real fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. What the fuck? Um, you say like a real fan. Just because I wanted to be able to... Because over the last couple of weeks, we talked about the movie a lot. It's inevitable. It's been everywhere. So I wanted to have an informed opinion today, because I did ask to go to I appreciate screenings. that. It's my pleasure. Look at you, Mark Riley, if you're watching this. It's the one I've taken for the team. The one. I swear to God, if I have to go and see something like Mall Cop... Did you go to like a midnight showing? Or like no, I went, to, I went to 6.30 at the Grove um, It's in amazing. LA. It's like starting that early now. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, I, to be honest with you, I would have gone earlier, so I hadn't really wasted an evening. Um... But uh, it, there was six and six thirty. Six o'clock was pretty full. Six thirty sold out. Um, yeah, not not sold out. A few not a yet. few seats there. Six thirty was busy. But as the evening went on, by the time I did my my pre purchase tickets, it was looking a bit thinner here and there. I mean, opening weekend already, it's done twenty seven point seven million, which is not to be sniffed out. I think that's coming at the highest pre show uh, Easter weekend for for any film today. We'll, we'll talk about the numbers in a bit. Um, let's let's talk yeah. about this movie. It wasn't full. Um, the audience didn't get particularly excited about it. Um, Were you the, excited about it? Give us your um, thoughts. Was I excited about it? I was, uh, even though I'm not the biggest. I, I, I enjoyed Man of Steel. You know, I'm that guy. Um, That's so fine, I was though. interested I in seeing parts of Man of Steel as well. Yeah, and I so I was interested in seeing what they've done. And there's been uh, a lot of shit thrown in this movies. You know, the, the, the reviews have been horrendous. So I, well, I was very curious to see if it was actually as bad as some people have made out. And? Is it as bad as some people have made out? I don't think it is. To be honest with you, I didn't hate it. I would rather watch this again than The Green Lantern or several other DC movies. I prefer okay. this as a Zack Snyder movie to probably about 80% of his stuff. I still think the wow. only good movie that he's done is Dawn of the Dead, but there you go. Okay. Um, I, I didn't hate it. It was just... Do you like this more than Watchmen or less? I, no, probably the same. Wow. Yeah, probably the same, to be honest with you. The, the problem for me with this film was the fact that there's a lot going on in the movie, but very little going on. It's really, it's really slow. For a film with so many dynamic characters in it, potentially, it's remarkably undynamic. Yeah, it's, it's got really some dull. issues, especially Serious at two and a half hours. And badly drawn characters. There are a lot of people in this that you're kind of like, why are you there? Characters that are established in, you know, in, in the universe... 
And are you writing a review for Forbes or doing anything? I am like going that? to write a piece for Forbes on this this weekend, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. And Josh, I am. you wrote something for Mashable. I did. I was Why on the f- recap that. Okay. So I was on the first. Okay. So I was on the first wave of critics that you know hit the were right up, right up against it. the embargo, which was a small group, and I think that was a bit of a misstep on the. I think what Warner Brothers was trying to do was to get the more favorable you know reviews out first mm-hmm. and sort of see if they could seed the air with this idea that maybe it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that first wave came out and was like, oh, man, that was a slog, and immediately emboldens everybody else right, to, go for it. to just dance on the grave and throw <laughs> flaming spears into it yep. and you know take a dump on every possible element. And it, di- it didn't work out. I think they would have done a lot better if they would have just let us all go at the same time and see the movie in a big group, mm. and half of us probably would have been like, ah, oh, that was kind of fun, it was, you know, a bit of a mess, and the other half maybe would have had their criticisms, but instead, you get uh, this sort of giddy, gleeful, right. you know, Everyone just complete... sort of... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was, yeah, it was a tire fire. And it, I don't think, it, I don't think that, the, that the film necessarily warranted that. I think that it's rife with problems. It's got a laundry list of things. I'm, you know, I've already seen the pieces start to come out, and I'm going to do one of all the things that don't connect or don't make sense, and there's completely illogical character motivation kind of problems and stuff like that. I mean, you can go on and on all day. But like, what, what do you expect from a Zack Snyder superhero movie? That's what it was going to be. I and mean, the guy's a stylist. And they've chosen to make a stylist's movie out of uh, both Man of Steel and and then this one too, and, and Justice League, I presume, which starts shooting in a couple weeks. Um, right, and, and every and that's like been the big question everyone's asked me. Like with yeah. with this reaction, is Zack Snyder going to part ways with Justice League? I don't see that happening. I think if they're a little too late in the game. Yeah, I roll uh, my eyes so hard at that notion. I saw a New York Post story last night that was like, "Oh, is this going to change Warner Brothers' plans if it fails?" I'm like, yeah, "What is like, it going to? How yeah, is it going to fail to 170 million dollars? Yeah. You know, domestic opening? <laughs> like, it's it, because some some film Twitter bloggers didn't like it and decided to tear it apart. They're going to send Zack Snyder, you know, for the exits? No, that's never. Yeah, but done. these movies aren't, don't live and die on opening weekend. I think it's about having legs and the word of mouth could definitely impact the the run. Well, this I is mean, this is what I said to someone last night. I don't see it having legs. You know, nobody coming out of that last certainly the screening where there were walkouts. By the way, I you, thought so people were just you are reporting walkouts. So from I'm last reporting walkouts from the six, screening this is at not six, a midnight six thirty. Either. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I thought people. You know, and the row in front of me. So it's not like yeah, I get home for oh, maybe I missed them coming back. It's like right. they were right in front of right. me. And they went, and they didn't come back. And there were probably five or six people. That's crazy to me. Like that I get crazy. walking yeah. out of a Sundance movie, but it's bad it, for Superman. Especially when you pay for it. It's not cheap to go to the theatre. You know, sure. And, but the thing is, there was nothing there to keep the audience there. So before we really get into this movie, you know, I want I do want to talk about the circumstances. So you said that the screening that you attended was... was uh, there weren't many people there. I went to two screenings. They could have fit a few I, more. I went to two screenings. Both of them were in these giant IMAX room at uh, at uh, Universal City Walk. Mm-hmm. One was the junket screening, so it was a Thursday, and the other one was the Tuesday morning. And the 
was like, I don't know, 15 or 20 people in each mm-hmm. one. I mean, it was really spare. And I guess you were at the, the evening press screening where it was, it was full. So clearly they were trying to filter through some maybe more... Uh, positive voices at first, and that just didn't... Well, I think they tried that with a premiere in New way. York to get some positive voices in there, sure. and they did, but what they did is... I think Who would have thought New York is nicer but I, than L.A.? But I think it horribly backfired, because obviously they let a load of people who are very pro-Batman versus Superman and very pro in the DC camp... To, to go in and say it was the best thing ever, best you know, best DC movie. Oh my God, you won't see a better film this year. And because that was so different to the other end of the spectrum, to me it was just like it just made it seem a bit more unrealistic, as much as some of the really extreme critical reviews of it. Where we're like, oh my god, if you see this, it's so bad, you want to kill yourself. It's not, you know, it's not that it's movie. Not, it's not that it's movie. Not that movie. But there it's there also are movies not like the brilliant that. movie at the other end of the spectrum. I saw it a second time by choice because I just kind of, I kind of couldn't make up my mind well, after the first one. There's a lot to take in. Yeah, there's, exactly. And it's I wanted dense. to take notes and I wanted to just sort of decide, you know, do I did I like this or did I not like it? <laughs> and I sort of came I came to the conclusion that it's it's in the Venn diagram of movies that I great movies, terrible movies, movies that I like, movies that I hate. It's one of those terrible movies. That I kind of like, and, and I would watch it again. I would sit through it again. See, I would not. I thought it was truly horrible. Um, so you're in the. It was an evil movie. No, here's so the thing. I didn't. I, think it was I, didn't that bad. I didn't think it was that bad while watching it. Like it was an entertaining enough experience. It's a watchable film. But going back and, and doing the math, it, I mean, nothing makes sense. The motivate the first act, which I actually like the ideas that they're establishing and playing with mm-hmm. the themes, has nothing to do with the third act. No. Nothing at all. They're com- they're not connected. The Doomsday. I-, I mean, I hated all of that. I hated the entire third act. It felt like the Green Lantern. Yeah. It was just this big monster monster creature who doesn't know what. Like, what happens if he kills all three of them? Well, uh, what happens with Doomsday from there? A great example of this was actually the couple that were sitting next to me at the screening last night when Doomsday happened. They were like, what? What what, what the fuck is that? Yeah, this movie didn't they, have, didn't, like, monsters no. and that kind and of then, shit before. But they also, if they if you understand Batman versus Superman, you get some of those characters. But then this monster that doesn't really have anything to do with the main story, and if you're not really initiated into the DC universe, you're just left going, okay, so they're, they're fighting each other. Now they're fighting a monster. What who's what's the monster? Who is he? What's what's the law that goes with it? It came out of nowhere. And the point where Wonder Woman turns up, mild spoiler here, but no, no, we know she's in it. When Sorry. Every time you say Wonder Woman, I gotta do the guitar riff. Well, when Batman turns to Superman and goes like, Oh, is she with you? And the other guy goes, Oh no, I thought she was with you. And I'm just like, look, if Batman and Superman don't know Wonder Woman's in the bloody movie, it, you know, the audience is just. Wait, at that do we even point, hear the name Wonder Woman? We don't hear that name. No, no, no. no. It's, also, it's also a point of levity <laughs> in the, the movie. That that like, it sounds like the Led Zeppelin thing. That, it, that, sound, it, it is. Yes, the, it's a guitar riff with like a whammy bar, and mm-hmm. it is. It is the the melody that Robert Plant sings in Immigrant Song right. with a lower octave note. Before I, I took notes on this. I'm a hi. You went back into the movie. I've actually learned how to play this on guitar. <laughs> yes, it's doo 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 doo. Every time she comes on screen, you, you the hear the stinger. I thought the score was. I did not like the score, and it kept doing the, those like those light Superman notes, but then like ending after three mm. or five notes. Yeah. See, I, I liked the score until the end, 
This when was it's it. like, here's a theme for Wonder Woman. Serious thing, serious thing. The Wonder Woman. And so she good. doesn't do anything. She holds a shield at that point, and she's not actually doing anything. And I'm like, I can't believe you are there's... just trying to cement the fact that she's got her own theme in the movie. I can't believe there's been all these think pieces and all these rah rah stuff about about Wonder Woman in this movie because she's barely in it and yeah. she doesn't do anything. It Wasted. Has, you could you can't tell it's Wonder. It's just a, a woman with powers. There's but, nothing yeah, apparently there's Wonder Woman about her. Not one thing. And everybody's oh my god. Wonder Woman, she the she's bracelet. the best. Oh, like, she's I the Wonder Woman we deserve. And it's like, no, she's in the movie for. She's, I, well, actually, I, liked, I had a reporter count. She's in the movie for seven minutes. She has she has less than twenty spoken lines. Right. Almost all of them are to Batman. They're unintelligible as well. Yes. And, and uh, <laughs> I, listen, she could be great. Wonder Woman could wind I, up being great. I liked but her in this, in this movie. And she, she I liked her fine. too. I liked her too. But this is not the place to 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 stake your claim on whether or not she's she's the Wonder Woman that we've just been dying to see. Can I just say yeah. that I think Chris Pine has given his best performance in years in this movie. <laughs> that photo, yeah, and he he's looks in a still really photograph. Like a badass. I, I was agree. like, holy shit, he's nailing it. That whole photo, so the, in, the Native American over her other shoulder. Yeah. You look cool too. It, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that movie, mm. but we'll see. Maybe that will be the savior of the DC uh, cinematic universe. I don't, I don't think it will I was be. I'm not going to put money on that one. Um, I liked her in the red dress in those scenes with Ben. The interplay that mm-hmm. they have uh, felt a little like old school '40s '50s Cary Grant. I don't know. Like I liked how much of a creepy horn dog he was in that whole he's like yeah. a little yeah. he's a little boozy and he's a little I like I forget if that was Drew or Devin's review but he was like calling um uh Bruce Wayne like a man of appetites. Yeah. Yeah, you sure, know, okay. Whether it's for violence or in, in that case romance. I, I like that. Yes, he's a bat. He, I mean, he's a here, blood-sucking bat. So here's the thing. I thought that this movie soared at only one point and for it was like about a minute. And I thought that was the montage with Superman saving people. Uh, from the roof and the flood, uh, you know, from the woman in the fire in the apartment and bringing her down, having everyone want to touch him. I, I got like a tear in my eye yeah. during that little scene. From, from the, uh, the Russian, uh, routine Russian manned rocket launch where he just happens to be standing by. Oh, right, and then carries it. <laughs> but can you explain just, to me why, why he was... is he there? He's there instead of writing his football well, story. The, That's what. When he saves Lois early in the movie, how does he even. Know that she's in trouble. I don't. Well, also the fact that in, in the montage, there's a bit where he's pulling a boat through an icy landscape. Oh, the CGI right. is awful on that, by the way. Oh, that was that was a gross shot. But also, it's like, what? What's what's the point? Yeah, it's kind of like okay, so he can pull a boat. Nice work. I don't it think doesn't... Superman has ever been considered so strong that he can drag a no. uh, a, a full sideways oil tanker over a frozen. Oceanscape. I, I, I mean, I understand he's supposed to be almost omnipotently strong, but that right. was a little much for me. Okay. And then he's got to kind of strain to pick up Batman in his armor. Come on. So, obviously, there's been a ton of, of backlash. A backlash to the backlash. A backlash to the backlash to the backlash. Backlash versus Superman. I've got, you know, death threats from DC fans. Just heard, that, like, what is it about this movie that is bringing out so much hate on both sides? And then what did we make of yesterday's, like, you know, big story that went around with the cast reacting to that question? 
And just, I mean, that there, With we the could poli- spend the rest of the episode talking about that interview. With the polite interviewing saying, so the reviews have been mixed. Yeah, who was that doing the interview, by the way? Because I know it's a British journalist. It was, it was. it was. I thought it was you first. It was, it was, it was Yahoo. You guys are all the same. There's a very interesting tell in that, which is, you know, everybody says, oh, I, don't, I didn't look at the reviews. I didn't read. We didn't read. I didn't see them. Right. And, you know, so he says they're mixed reviews. And then the cast is like, oh, oh, they were mixed. Well, I don't care what people say. I think that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just for the fans. Oh, it's I, like no, you read the reviews. Oh, you no. got you got the yeah. memo sheet. You know I, what's going I, on. I thought the way it went down was like, what, you know, have you guys seen the reviews yet? And Henry Cavill fucks with them. He's like, no, what are they? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, and, oh, then, oh. and then they go they go to Ben. So Ben, what do you think? And he's just like, yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> yeah, I think ditto. I, 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 I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I like the the physical look of him. Yes. I just don't like him as Superman. He's, he's I, a he, little it's just something he's kind of dead behind the eyes missing. a little bit. But I quite enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman. Even though ben I mean, was good. Ben's the saving grace of this movie. <sighs> totally. Even one. though he's Batman using violence against people, as in like using guns, and I'm like that. As far as I know, that's not really. That is what Batman. would happen. I mean, let's be serious. Everyone's like shocked that Batman kills people. But he's also not a real person. When you're just so it's beating like up it's everybody, eventually you're going to want to kill some motherfuckers. Like, yeah. I get that natural progression. It's not a biopic. It's not he's the 50. news. You know, it's... He's not so finely tuned that he knows exactly how hard to slam a guy's head against a, you know, a, a, a stone crate so he'll immobilize and yet not kill him. People yeah. are going to die in the in the wake of Batman's attacks. And I think this is actually sort of more of a realistic nod to that. I, I, I that doesn't trouble me at all. But then I don't feel any sort of precious, you know, holy feelings about Batman that, that a lot of people do, which is I think why they're piling on this movie in particular and Superman is a little old fashioned and you know, mm. there's not a I don't think there's a lot of uh, personal connection to him, but but people love Batman and they want him. The a movie way. just wasn't fun. I hated again that third True. act that just devolves into this punch fest, which was the exact same problem Man of Steel mm-hmm. had. Yep, the, the movie ha- seems to have multiple beginnings, including an origin story for for Bruce that we don't need. Uh, oh, multiple endings and then weird dream sequences and things that all could have been cut. Get rid of Costner. Get rid of the Flash nightmare thing. I don't know what that was. That was so badly handled. Because if you don't, if you again, if you're not really that into the, the universe, killer. but you just want to go and see the movie, it came out of nowhere. You that, have no idea who that is. Which come off the back not, of a scene, which is one of the to, best though. scenes in the movie, which was a dream sequence. We don't unlock, but we're not going to listen. We're not going to unlock that scene until deep into Justice League, well, right? That's, what I hate that's about when it's going to make sense. No, I know. And listen, but that, but they have to do some of that. They have to do some groundwork laying so, and 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 reward you for hanging around, hanging around you know, along the so way. So, what did you think of the introductions that come uh, uh, like three quarters of the way through the movie? We get to see Cyborg, Lazy. Aquaman. Yeah. Lazy, absurd, very badly drawn. Like Aquaman, first of all, ostensibly Aquaman, Aquaman does not want to be discovered, or he would have been discovered by now. Plus, yep. it, 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 so they're shining a light with a probe into the ship, and he's like going up to it with his thing. Like, no, he would just retreat into the ship, and he'd be he he would be unseen. Yeah. The cyborg thing was kind of awful. Yeah. It just was that reminding was me like, like an awful '80s movie. So, yeah, situation where you know we see the guy screaming in agony, and then the other, who, where are the other two again? Oh, the Flash with the man bun Flash. Yeah. How does he keep that man bun up there if he's going <laughs> eight hundred miles an hour? Well, he actually <laughs> takes it out and then puts it back in again, but because he's so oh, fast, he oh, just oh, see right. 
okay, there you thank go. You. No, no, I'm Spoil sorry. That I, one. I'm glad you explained that because that one was bothering me. Well, hair is kind of my department, as you can see. <laughs> I see. So. Well, I would much rather go with your hair thank if you. I was going to be flat. One, he's the next one who's overdue for a Harry Styles esque haircut. Yeah. No, I, I, the whole thing was just. I mean, there were characters that I did like. Like I said, I liked. Ben Affleck as, as Batman. Right. I think there's some fun. He's a winger, though. He was not going to screw that. We, we I like Jeremy Irons. About... Oh God! I did, but I only liked it because the only thing he was concerned about was not the destruction of Gotham or Metropolis. Was Ben Affleck's Batman getting laid? <laughs> it was like the only thing was like, oh, that's that's, that's very tragic. Have you had sex today? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, no, look, there's a terrible monster. When was the last time you got late? Look, Alfred, seriously, can you stop asking me about my penal activity? I thought it's kind of distracting. I felt like this hipster uncle. Uh, Bit I, of a drunk. I like, kind of like I that. I just, he did not fit um, I liked for me. But we haven't even talked about the most divisive aspect for most people, which right. is Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Mm. Where do you guys mm. fall on that one? Mm. Okay, you go first. <laughs> 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 I just couldn't stand his little whimpering it, it, that started at ha- about halfway through the performance. I thought at first it was fine. It was fine. But then he started doing this thing where he would do these interstitial whimpers. And it started to just drive me nuts. I, yeah, he was. Uh, it's funny because at some point I felt like. And the second time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Is Lex Luthor the hero of this movie? Is he the guy who's only one who's actually doing anything that makes sense? Because. All of his actions, up to a point, are just trying to level the playing field with this sort of new threat that he recognizes that just the same as Batman. And now he's like, okay, you, the only way to really get rid of you guys is to get you to fight one another. Now, the uh, the, the really nefarious thing he does, which is to blow up uh, to, uh, well, we, I won't, I should, probably shouldn't spoil that here, but the congressional hearing doesn't go very well, and so that was <laughs> that was pretty evil of him. And suddenly it's like, oh, okay, no, you're just unhinged. There's no mo- he has no motivation for anything that he's doing. Uh, his actions make no sense whatsoever. And I would have much rather seen that character just be sort of like a stealth hero, like 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 you walk out and you go, wait a minute. Was yeah? Wasn't he? Was he? I, he was the guy. For the record, I actually didn't mind Jesse's Lex in this. I didn't love it like I thought I was going to. But I and again, it was, I love Drew and Devin's reviews, both of which were very very negative. But they said like he makes. They give him credit for making a choice and sticking with it. And I actually didn't. I didn't mind the choice. I thought he was okay. Well, he's just playing. Ma- he's playing Max, Max Landis. Uh, as Mark right. Zuckerberg, right? And, and it's funny that you bring up Max because he was the first person who I spoke to about this movie. You know, he had seen it. Um, and he just released a video yesterday on YouTube where he's just like, this isn't a Batman movie. It's not a Superman movie. It's not a Wonder Woman movie. And frankly, it's not a DC Comics movie. So I, I didn't read DC Comics. I, didn't, I don't know these characters mm. in print. So when people when people say things like Zack Snyder must hate Superman, Ugh. like I don't get that. Um, that is the most preposterous. Th- I not got passed around for like three days and right. chewed on, and that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Zack Snyder does not hate Superman. Yeah, no, that's, I, I, that's, I don't, that's I think, absurd. I agree. That's just that's scurrilous and just trying to provoke well, anger. There's, there's some comments on him, and Max Tilly said that Eisenberg was miscast, and I. Here's my take on it. I don't think he was miscast. I think the problem was the fact that he couldn't decide whether he was Lex Luthor or some sort of hybrid between the Joker and the Riddler. Mm-hmm. He had so many characteristics. Uh, he was, had the persona of Lex Luthor, but he had the characteristics of, of other characters. Well, he was That's a great point. He was yeah, he's stealing from other DC yeah. villains. Uh, he so was, I, I, he never I really like, owned it to me. I kind of like that 
He, they, well, he went by like Alexander Luther in this, right? They never call him Lex, no. do they? Well, he, no, they he, alternated. They did a little bit. They did a little. But Lex, he does okay. make a he does make a um, a point in the movie of saying, um, and this is not a spoiler, but someone refers to um, uh, LexCorp, um, and the sign he goes, "Oh, that's my father's name." Uh, so right. obviously they're not. He's not the son of Lex Luther, but it's kind of like obviously they're trying to get away from the old Lex Luthers. And create Alex stroke Lex Luthor. I see. That's hmm. my take from that anyway. Hmm. But hmm. at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate him, but he was just kind of redundant. He wasn't sinister enough, and he wasn't, he wasn't Lex Luthor. I he, like your point though. I think just, he's appropriating the Joker and he's appropriating the Riddler, yeah. and r- rather than making it something different, and he's we just don't like, need another Joker. We got that in Suicide yeah. Squad, you know, and, and Warner are pushing that one. It was just an oversight, and they should have they should have stamped down on that one. Yeah, okay, there are a couple other things I want to talk about with okay. regarding um, the presentation of the movie and things like that. Okay. What? Uh, so you did not see this last night. We we did. I'm assuming the Zack Snyder intro with the begging yes. for no spoilers. Yes. Uh, weird. No. A little weird. I think that's becoming sort of a thing, though. Right. I I, I feel like the I've, there's precedent. From the filmmaker. Yeah, I feel like there's a precedent for that. That I don't. I can't put my finger on what it was. But it does. At some point, it's like, yeah, okay, dude, we get it. Like, I've we're seen not... letters or, or you know emails to, to journalists. Um, they also, frankly, but... they made us, and I was very NDA, unhappy right? about this. They, when we walk up on the desk, they give mm-hmm. you an NDA to sign, which I will not sign. Right. And, and I think any working journalist out there, honestly, if you take yourself seriously as a journalist, never sign an NDA for any reason. It's a, it's this is good advice here from uh, yes, I Josh. mean it, it's. You don't have to do it. If you gotta walk away from the screen, you gotta walk away. Ninety percent of the time, if you make us think about it, they'll just say, "No, it's fine. Just go ahead." And if you really need to see the movie to do your job, uh, do what I did the second time around, because my friendly publicist wasn't there to to uh, pass me on the line. Just sign it, Dirk Diggler or something. <laughs> you know, just like find you put a fake name on it because that is that's some BS. It, it's not binding. It just it's just another way of them trying to get in your head. Right. It's and, a fear tactic. Exactly. Well, we we got a couple of differing points um, in the chat. Um, BBS was a huge letdown. BBS is a masterpiece. Um, <laughs> a masterpiece. Yeah, I mean, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but I'm except sorry, anyone who thinks it's a masterpiece, not, you're that's wrong. Not correct. <laughs> yeah, it's people not a masterpiece. It, people are saying it's the best superhero movie ever. Um, <laughs> uh, and obviously, the debate about that's also wrong. It's like someone said a mediocre film. Uh, this is from Mac Tilly. Uh, mediocre film, great two-hour Justice League trailer, which I think is a is a fair criticism because it this did is, feel like it. Yeah, yeah, I hate this. That, that these movies feel like trailers for other movies. But yeah, it's a transition. It film. fails because it didn't leave me at the end of it going like I can't wait to see Justice League. I was like, it no, makes you fearful for yeah. Justice League. But listen, so it didn't work. Everyone's going to see these movies. I've never like seen yeah. such a bad movie that I wouldn't go see. Sort of the next thing. Like if I'm committed to the universe, I'm committed to the universe. I guess I didn't see Thor two. <gasps> I know people. It was like people are but like, <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. It, it, this reminded me a lot of the Spider Man. Reboot in that Man it of did. Man it of Steel, super like Man that. of Steel, and the first Spider-Man reboot movie were both movies where I was like, uh, okay, mm. I'm looking forward to the sequel on this one. You set it up, you got me kind of on board right. a little bit, so let's see what you really got. Yep. And then the next one comes out, and you're like, oh my god, no, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> but they can't just shut this down like they shut down Spider-Man. Right. They have to but really go for can it. Can I just ask if you're saying this because you were paid by Marvel? <laughs> okay, to yes. say how that. much were we all paid? Yeah, let's there go was, around the room, and there was a. Bullshit rumor going around this week that negative reviews for Batman versus Superman or anything other than positive 
were basically journalists being paid by Marvel. Now, I have never <laughs> taken money to do a review. I once worked with a company, I won't name the company, but I was asked to adjust my review because they had a financial interest from that film company in that particular title that I was reviewing. And my review was quite scathing. And they asked me to up my star review. And I said, if you want to do that, then you take my name off it because that's not the star review, star rating I'm giving it. So you sometimes can feel a pressure like that. But I have never come across a journalist who has been paid to do a review. And if you are a journalist who's done that, shame on you. Because you're True. a little bitch. I just love the idea that Marvel's what paying journalists. Doing? They don't even pay their own talent. <laughs> if Marvel wants to pay me, whatever, yeah, you know, in, right around the scale of whatever they're paying people for to be in their movies to say things about other movies, by golly, I'll do it. And it'll be the and if and it'll get out, and it would be the biggest scandal to yeah. hit entertainment and journalism since, well, since I guess Sony made, made up all <laughs> made, made up some critics. <laughs> But it would be terrible for them. They would never do a thing like that. How it, much would you want, actually, for a review? What's like the, the starting price to buy you out? At what point? <laughs> at what point do I start to go? Hmm, I got to start thinking about this. Yeah, but I would say ten grand. I was gonna say ten, but then I was like, probably five. <laughs> yeah, I think five five thousand. I probably hear the pitch, and then I'd, and then I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. But you know, yeah, it's, I'd probably hear it out at ten. But I mean, I'd say, <laughs> how many pounds, Simon? <laughs> five, so we're only talking five English pounds, which is approximately a million dollars. No, it's just the thing is that I mean, I've I've known people who've who've been asked for quotes completely cash free to put on. Uh, someone I know mm-hmm. did it for a um, uh, the happening. Ooh, regretted mm-hmm. giving a positive quote. He, yeah. he was kind of caught on an odd moment in his defence. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a positive comment for money. No, okay, no, okay. very clearly Just, not for money, okay, okay, okay. and he regrets that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he still he still gets the Mickey no. taken out of him a little bit for that. And it was it was an honest it was an honest opinion on a movie that wasn't particularly good, and he's never heard the end of it. So why any journalist would want to? give a positive review for money when everybody is just going to rip the piss out of them or Granny's Peach Tea. Um, that's in the film, by the way. Um, which is probably one of my favourite bits of the movie. So um, That was so weird. Was so yeah, bad. It, it was, was like this slow motion turn of the jug and it's like, as if well, I know what it said. It's going to said tea. But, but ultimately, Granny's ultimately, Peach <laughs> when a film like this, like things Wait like Transformers, is completely critic-proof. You know, it's going to pull in money, or uh, the reviews have been overwhelmingly negative. You don't need to pay journalists to to, to write a shitty review, because if there are loads of shitty reviews, people are still going to go and see it. Also, you don't need to pay anybody a dime to write a shitty review about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was just gonna By the way, Marvel wants Batman to succeed. That's the thing that nobody gets, okay? Yeah. DC movies succeeding is good for the Marvel brand mm-hmm. as well. There's definitely, some, there's definitely rivalry going on there, but yeah, they don't sure. want to I mean, see this movie fail. Listen, no, I think that they want to see Batman fa- fail, but it's not necessarily good for business. That if, that it, And who says that it's going to fail? We don't know, but I know that this movie, they're saying it costs two fifty, which you can never... Just trust me. Any number that that they're copping to is not the number. You always got to add. There's always an exponent. Yes. So let's just call it 250, which is what they're saying. 150 for marketing. That's a 400 million dollar buy. Now you need 800 just to break even. Mm. Probably more like a a B. 
a, you need a big B a to billion's break even. Only a hundred million, probably, probably. Well, yeah, but we're we're looking at yeah, or we're making a slight profit. Yeah, you know, you need a big B to make a, it worth your worth yeah, having done it. Spent a lot on advertising. Exactly. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I haven't seen this One, level of advertising for a film. Yeah, I'm gonna say a long time. 150 for that outlay seems a little low. I almost feel like maybe 175. Yeah, yeah I must think you're half a B in close yeah, on this movie. Yeah, you, it might be a billion to break even. And, yeah. and, it's, but there's man. other ways that they make money, and they, and, and the That's money true. keeps coming in for years upon years. I mean, it might it might not be in a profit line of Batman things. Right. Yeah. It might not be in a profit a year from now, but three years from now, now this movie will be fine. Because this, uh, you know, we can. <laughs> Who would you now like to see as the next Batman and Superman? Let's jump ahead into the future. Henry Cavill probably his days are. I think he's got a couple more. Bat, I mean, Ben Affleck mm. really hit. You know, I think people are going to leave this movie. Digging Ben, we're going to see him in two Justice League movies, Suicide Squad yeah. briefly, and then his own Batman movie, most likely, that he could direct. So they've got him for the next few years, but let's look 10 years in the future. Who would you like to see as Batman and Superman? Chris Pratt, for everything. <laughs> Chris Pine? No, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I didn't think that Ben Affleck was going to be a particularly good Batman. Uh, I'm happy to say I was I'm wrong. Not, he's a ringer. I, I, you know, I was he's a ringer. He's one of the best. He's one of the best working yeah. actors in the business. I thought he was great. In the next ten years, I don't. I've yet. I think we've yet to see somebody who can actually fill those capes right now. I'm dying to see The Rock as Superman. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. No. I like it, but or, he's, good. he's or, too old. Or Batman. I mean, I know he's. I know we're especially thinking ten years in the future. Like I don't know, The Rock as Batman. He'd make like such a cool Bruce Wayne. After what after what Ben essentially did to his body to get to to this, didn't we kind of see the rock as Ben? Speaking of Ben's yeah. body, I think that you may have tweeted something about this or brought it up. <laughs> did you think he they painted his abs a little with your oh, uh, magic they software? Definitely painted that scene where he's lifting himself up yeah. after the tire hitting and all that. Yeah, that's not him. I mean, it's him, but it's there's some with some magic. There's Movie some magic. help there. I think while we're while we're seeing so many new young faces come into the universe who aren't well known at the moment. I don't think anyone that's around at the moment will be Superman or Batman next. I think it'll, it'll be, be someone... People we don't even know. People we don't even know yet. Um, I would like to see old Batman and old Superman. I, th- I thought I, way back it when... It can't I, be shittier than what we've had to watch Way recently. back when I had, I had what, what, what seemed like a good idea at the time, but really would have been awful, which was John Hamm as Superman. Because that's really more that about... That would be the, good, too. That was kind of more about the face and the tone of voice and the... And the you know, they went for... The extremely the extreme V shaped you know mm. muscular sort of bulldog right. physique with Cavill, and Cavill is not he's not bad but but basically he's he's Superman as iconography right, right. He, he doesn't have any personality traits that necessarily really jive with our understanding of Superman. There's nothing about his energy or his aura that feels charismatic and man from Uncle. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Got I like that film. I actually think it's beca- it might that be because have he's, been better. Should he's been probably bigger. more comfortable being. British and being mm. sort of debonair, and you yeah. know he's a little cold and a little By the icy. Way, what is with his press tour? His press tour, where he's just like, "Yeah, I do it for the money." Oh, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, I like that. I think that's refreshing. I, I, guess, I guess so. But like, I would play Superman a, for the money. You want to pay me? I'll play Superman look. for the money. Not because I just I, don't think it's gone over well with fans. It's not good optics, but it is for me because I just like to cut right to the bone of the truth of everything, which is that you don't play Superman because you love Superman and you read all these comics right. as a kid and you're just you just love doing this work. You love showing up on set for seventeen thousand hours a day. <laughs> no, you're doing it because he's going to walk away with this with you know. <laughs> 
0.04 points on this movie, which is going to set him and his family for life for the next hundred years. And it's kind of like didn't get James Bond. It's eh. true. Do Superman? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm dying to see who's going to be the new, the new James Bond too. Like I can't. Chris, Chris put Pratt. My on it. I, hear, I hear it's going to be Chris, Chris Pratt. I think they yeah. have to do. It'll be. It ha- well, yeah, it is Chris Pratt. Didn't yeah. he? Didn't he say so on a uh, red carpet somewhere? <laughs> um, I, at this point, it, will there not be just like rioting in the streets if it's not Idris Elba? I mean, I want him to be. That's. I, I almost can't see past him at this point as mm. James Bond. I, I feel yeah, like maybe. if they put anybody else in there, it's going to be a huge letdown. We've just been so acclimated to the idea, and it makes so much sense, and he fits, and it. Yeah. And, you know, why not? You think it'll be Tom Hiddleston? Ugh. I like Tom Hiddleston a lot, but is James Bond? No. No way. Wow. Again, I, there, there will be, you know, it, it, it would be... The outrage culture is just... is it just would make a good Batman, too. Black Batman. I would love that. That'd be great. Um, I wanted to talk about the uh, end credits scene, or lack of one. Okay. Uh, you didn't... So you sat with a paid audience last night, so and there wasn't one. You sat, there was you nothing sat to make sure. I sat right through to the end. Okay, yeah. My editors had told me beforehand that there is no scene at the end. My guests wanted to stay, just mm. to make sh- sure, and he was disappointed when there wasn't one. Yeah. So when I tweeted something to that effect, where it's like, these, you know, Marvel has trained these hardcore comic book movie fans to sit through the credits for something at the end, and even Fox did it with, you know, Deadpool, and I think has done it for X-Men movies, too. Mm. The w, you know, these fans want to see something at the yeah. end, and they when they don't, no matter what, even if they like the movie, they still walk out of the theater being like, oh, man, we just sat through ten minutes of credits for nothing. Yeah. It, it, Don't you agree? No? I totally agree. And and the other thing that Marvel has made us realize is that with press screenings and, and sometimes even premieres, they won't show the stinger at the end. Right. Yeah. Which so I had to ask Simon who paid. And, right. and there was an audience there last night who waited for something after the credits. Right. And they were genuinely and pissed off. There wasn't something. Grumbling. Yeah. Of course. But you it's know, just it left them unhappy. Sorry, we interrupted you. We can tell. No, it's fine. Marvel also does something kind of cool. I don't know if it's every one of their movies, but while they're making you sit through the credits, at least they're showing you some animated, like stylized version of mm-hmm. what you saw in the movie with the credits rolling over it. So there's some entertainment value there. I, I mean, this one was just. Words rolling up, and I'm mm. thinking like, okay, well, this I isn't going to happen. Even the opening credits, which I liked, the, the juxt- they were going back and forth, cutting between two things, right? The the you know Bruce's parents and the op- for the opening credits, right? You know? Yeah. So the font I thought was like this classy font that that gave me a little bit of hope for the movie. But halfway through the movie, I, I went back to thinking about those titles, and I wanted a big fat like fucking Batman versus Superman like cage match. This is what you're about to see. Set up it like a this, UFC fight. It was this very modest like Oscar-y font. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a, that opening sequence is very. It's just unusual. not fun. It just wasn't fun. And also, I I want more Lauren Cohen in my life. I oh, really yeah. do. Whenever whenever I can get it. <laughs> was, was she, <laughs> she don't put her in that role yeah it's don't, don't, that's just terrible what a terrible oh, way that jeffrey dean morgan as the dad oh interesting it looked just I like know. it i mean, don't know actually it looked i mean i thought i totally thought it was and yeah anyways um yeah so i mean do you want to talk about some stuff that's not yeah we can move Batman. on okay yeah, that, that's that's been um, about half the show so yeah let's let's move on yeah uh so <laughs> batman and super you're only gonna love it or you're not gonna it's not, not like it. That, I mean, it's bad, it's not but awful. It's not that bad. But it's, it's, it's no. fine. Yeah, it's, you'll it's enjoy. Seriously, you'll enjoy watching. It's it. that bad. Yeah, you're but wrong. But see it for yourself. No. We respect your opinion, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, we talked recently about Harry Styles 
uh, just carving, so we can put him in the headliner when carving, I read, when I read <laughs> carving out a, uh, a film career. Um, there's another musician. Help! Um, yeah, I need somebody. <laughs> I, I I hate the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Me too. Outside of the first film, I find them deathly dull. So you've I've, seen them? I've I've seen them all. I had I hate, to for hate, work. Hated the I first hate film. Them. Haven't seen any of the. Enjoyed sequels. the first one. The other ones are dull, and the last one was dull and shit. But um, Paul McCartney. That's been signed up. Um, That's to, fucking Sir Paul McCartney to it's you. It's been a hard <laughs> day's night. But yeah, I'm. I, and he's <laughs> now yeah, like, I mean, run out of money. What is he doing this I for? I don't know. I think because he can, because he's Paul McCartney. I think if Paul McCartney says, I fancy making a part of the Caribbean movie, they shove him in somewhere. How have I not seen an article about Beatles versus Stones on this? Uh, that's what that's the way I looked at it. I mean, yeah. he, Keith like kind of put an extra little gloss need. of gloss on his career with that, and, and I, I think I think Paul is. looks at this and goes, oh, "Let's do it." Have, yeah, why not? Let's I, do I, it. I, I think the, I, the Stones and the Beatles have been quietly back channely tweaking one another for a hundred years. So that I, I like <laughs> yeah. to look at this as just another another uh, piece is of this, that. Is this the Justice League of Beatles versus Stones? <laughs> yeah, who's rivalry? Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know what role he's going to have. I'm sure they're going to shoehorn him in in the way they've done with many names over the movies. I bet he's a. I bet he's. I'm guessing that he because you know, this this franchise has these sort of like pompous British, yeah, yes. you know, empire villains. I bet that's what he is. I bet he's like it's a like super, a one scene. Yeah, I bet he's like a super high ranking British villain. You know, empirical sort of figure who shows up and gives Jack Sparrow all kinds of trouble. Do you know I think they're going to put him with Keith Richards? I think they're going to play on that Beatles versus Stone. I thought about that too, but Keith's not not on the list. Keith Richards is not on the the credits right now. That doesn't mean he's not in the movie. I I think he's in it. I think it's pretty much... I I would put money on it. So you think those two will... Oh, that'd be great. To see those two swashbuckling on screen? That'd be amazing. Yeah. I think Deadline's report on that, too, said that Disney was feeling a little bullish on this one because it's from the Contiki guys. And and it actually had, I have mild interest in Pirates 5, having not seen 2, 3, and 4, just because of the Contiki guys. I think that they've given this franchise enough of a rest, like mm-hmm. just enough right. time That's now. That's true, too. Where it's like, okay, I think I'm ready it to go through that again. It hasn't been shoved down my throat. Yeah, because the last one felt, the last two were so ponderous yeah. and so muddy and yeah. just like... And boring. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. They just they, they, they made I no can't sense. I can't believe you saw them. Why we, did, we have to for work? So like we do. Why? Like I mean, no looking, I have no to pay. see everything, quote unquote. But like, I know I'm not going to enjoy these movies. I don't understand people who go see movies that they know are going to be bad. Like, why would you see these sequels? So if someone goes to me, what uh, do you think about Pirates of the Caribbean? And I say, oh, I think it's good, or I think it's shit. So or, you have to have an opinion. I'd like, you can't to, ha- just I'd like, be like to have an opinion. I feel I it's didn't kind like of my the first one, and I'm out. I'm just done, and I won't have an I've opinion. I've watched on all the, the Transformers movies, and I haven't always had no. to do editorial links to that. I guess I'm in the that. same boat on that. You know, I guess I, can, I feel like I can't be left out of that conversation. And also, I'm kind but of pirates. I feel safe. Well, like with Batman versus Superman, I hate to go back to it again, but it's kind of like if everyone else is saying it's shitty. I want to have my own opinion rather than just being one of those guys that goes, hitty, or oh my god, it's brilliant. You know, I want to have some sort of informed opinion. Sure. So okay. I will watch this, even though I'm not a fan of the series. The difference, I'm- too, is that Jack Sparrow is such a Bugs Bunny character that, mm. it, that you know, there's no stakes around, like, what his what his character arc or what his story winds up being, whereas everybody's freaking out that Batman does this and Superman winds up there. Mm. And, you know, nobody, you, you could make Jack Sparrow a space alien 
uh, and nobody would. It's not like anybody's yeah. childhood is getting ruined here. Yeah. Uh, right. th- there's just no stakes. So just just keep churning them out. It doesn't matter what happens in these stories. Anyways, um, we've got a couple of other news bits. There were reports this week that Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell sequels have been greenlit. Simon, is that true? Yeah, I mean that that's the story. I mean that the thing is, is the story. Splinter Cell hasn't been made. But just but just <laughs> because something is greenlit doesn't mean it'll actually go ahead. You know, Fantastic Four, they already had plans for a sequel with that. Terminator, Genesis, last year, they were like, oh, we've got more movies coming. Those got It's a blinking green light until the movie opens. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, well, suddenly someone's taken the bulb out of that light socket. There's no light at all. We'll see how Assassin's Creed does. Yeah. I thought Creed was pretty good. I mean, I think they can play on that. If they, I don't, I don't think we want you know uh, Adonis to be killing people. So hopefully somebody else will be doing that. But what? Why are you laughing? He's so cute. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see how Assassin's Creed does. I'm not convinced that that's <laughs> that going to hit job, that the, the way that they will, uh, that they think. Um, and Splinter Cell, God, how long has Tom Hardy been putting that off? Tom Hardy signs on to these projects, and yeah, you know, like where's that Elton John movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Shane Black, uh, The Predator. This is The Predator, not to be confused with Predator. Um, Fox has decided that they want to um, bring it back. We've seen some poster work coming out recently. Um, an interview with Shane Black for um, Thrillist uh, this week said that he was really um, reticent about getting on board with it. He was kind of like, eh, I don't really know. But Fox basically turned around and said, OK, what if we make it an event movie? What if we treat it like the Alien movies? We put a shitload of money behind it. We really go for it. We give you a load of money to make it. You can go to town and do whatever the hell you want. Let's really go for 10 points. Yeah, well, uh, that uh, well, I've heard that song. It's called Terminator Genesis. Yeah, yeah I mean I mean, I'm, come on. Don't necessarily you can't yet, make a yet. movie an event if it's not an event. It's like yeah. saying, you know, I'm going to make a viral video. No, you're not. You're going to make yeah. a video and it might go viral and it might yeah. not. Yeah. It's a great point. That's I true. hear that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, that's how they get these guys to do this stuff. By the way, you lost me at Shane Black. I, I, I get why people like this guy. Mm. I totally get it. I see, I see on screen what the things that are appealing, but they are not appealing to me. I, I agree. Not a huge Shane Black fan, but looking forward to the nice guys and like you know yeah. hoping that that could be something. But yeah. that yeah. could go either way. Looking forward to the Christmas trees in that movie. But I just want break. to see. I want to see a Predator movie <laughs> that, that doesn't Josh. suck because Predators could have been. Better. Predators was okay though. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it could have been better. It's sure. such a cool premise and such a cool looking character. I and want yeah. Schwarzenegger back though. I, yeah, like, that's what I want. I want a Predator movie with Schwarzenegger. This was what I was going to get onto next: is the fact that there is no comment on Arnie yet. Now, I sure would like to see it. him back, but I'm still slightly burned by Terminator Genesis last year because I thought one, one of the weakest the things other. in it was Arnie, and I just, I see him getting older and older oh, no. and older, and I'm kind of like, not like in He was the only like good a, part. Yeah, he was the best part of the yeah, movie. See, yeah, I, when I, he's I, fighting each other and I, shit. I, yeah, but it's trying to find, you know, the good pit in a pile of poop, you know. It's <laughs> when, like, he's on, oh, well, when he's on screen, the movie works, and when he goes off screen, it just goes, it just, everything shuts, shuts down. Like. Yeah, but he's, I, I just see him as, you know, in the original movies, and I look at him now, and he's just old, he's almost like a pastiche of what he was. I was happy to see him in the film, but I was like, Jesus, you're old. And I just think he's too old to do it, so I don't know if I want to see him. I don't find him believable as an action hero Hey, anymore. man, Sean, Sean Connery busted out of The Rock. Was he too old? <laughs> uh, but I think, no, <laughs> true. But I think there's old and there's old. I think some people age better. Indiana Jones, I you can know. go. I'm, I'm down with the 70-year-old Indiana you, Jones. You know who's not aging well? Emperor, 
whatever his fucking name is from The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. Andy Serkis' character? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he said that he hasn't even read a script for episode eight. Yep. Um, but I don't think he needs to, to be honest with you. Obviously, they're, they're already sort of, What's you know. What's the name of the character? Dave. I can't remember. Dave. It wasn't. <laughs> All right, Dave. That would be a Star Wars character named Dave. Dave. That would be amazing. <laughs> you must go before Dave. No, 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 no. Dave, stay off. We got Kevin. Sorry. Um, yeah, I thought he was. That character was, was one of my least favourite things about The Force Awakens, so I'm not particularly, you know. But he's going to be in about episode it. eight. But talking about Snoke. Yeah. By the way, uh, is Snoke a giant, is or is he just. A, or was Snoke? he just. General Snoke? Gen- uh, I don't even know. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but is he a giant? I still don't know. I've seen the movie three times. Is he a giant, or was that just a giant a hologram? Figure, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's making up for something because I know he's that. Miniature. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, got he's very tiny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should read too much into the fact that he hasn't seen the script for episode eight because I think his role is one where he. Aren't doesn't they shooting that movie? Yeah, yeah. But you know, they, they but can, can just do his shit in a year from now. Yeah, you know? and just shove yeah. it in last minute. So I don't think that's that's too much. But with Star Wars, Harrison Ford has not ruled out a return for Han Solo. I can buy that. Um, for a man that for many years, interviewing him at Junkets, he didn't want to talk about um, uh, Indiana Jones. He didn't want to talk about Han Solo. But everybody would ask him about it. He was kind of like, oh, God, okay, I'll talk about it. But now he's like, yeah, well, let's not rule out a Han Solo return. And if that turns out to be a fake death, I quit movies. Yeah, I quit that because that'd be some bullshit. Doesn't necessarily mean they'll bring the character back. It could be flashbacks. It could oh, be inserted yeah. footage. So don't rule that out. But do you know what? I mean, if they did bring him back, or if it's a time, some kind of time travel thing, or something. If they, if, if Star Wars brings in time travel, I also quit movies. I quit. Listen, there's only two Harrison Ford sequels that I get. And let me shit tell you about. what. So listen, it's, listen. It's not a good time to bring up the fact that Episode Nine is called Star Wars: Time Travel and Shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> Episode Eight is called Star Wars with Looper, Looper director yeah. Ryan Johnson. Star Wars 8, so Looper. I am concerned. <laughs> I have concerns already about that movie, but uh, this is definitely going to the top of the list. Someone said Cyborg Han Solo. No. Let him be. I just want sequels to The Fugitive and to Air Force One. Okay, (laughs) give me another movie where Harrison Ford is playing. Get off my plane! There. Um, All right. What else is going on this week? Um, Well, I I, I feel sorry this week for um, my big fat Greek wedding too. Um, Reviews came out for that early this week, weren't glowing, and it seems that every man and his dog. And their girlfriends, wives, partners are going to go and see Batman versus Superman. Yeah, not, not a great release date. Uh, the counter-programming move, I don't know if Sometimes that pays off and it's sometimes little, it doesn't. A little too long, the wait mm. for this That's franchise. Thing, like, what, the, the promise of Nina was so big after that first one. Right. We thought, oh, here's this fresh new voice. And, and then yeah. all of a sudden, 18 years goes by or something. Like, yeah. and nothing happens. What happened there? Not, Who's not. her agent? Um, have you guys been watching Daredevil at all? I've saved it. My wife's going away next weekend, um, okay. so I'm going to watch it. So I've heard about that sequence. I've only watched five, five, five episodes. It's going slow for me. I could not finish the first season. Really? I couldn't finish it. Interesting. I don't think it was bad. I just got bored of it, and I just moved on to other things. Mm. I agree that these Netflix, that Daredevil, at least, too long. It's 13 episodes. It needs to be 10. Yeah. I had the same experience with Jessica Jones, by the way. Got yeah. about four episodes too, in, too, five episodes in. I was like, okay, I get it. I agree. It. It's a little, little bit of a slog. Um, but I do plan to continue, and I, and I have like the episodes that I've seen. Um, one more thing that... W- oh, we mentioned Man Up um, on last week's episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. But Tess Morris. Oh, it's good. I just wanted to say, I spotted this week that it's on Netflix. So if you are looking for something that you want to do rom com this weekend, if you don't fancy my 
Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, um, I would suggest watch that on Netflix, Man Up. All right. So just want to say, if you're fancying that, not Batman vs. Superman, stay in. Watch that shit. If you're going to watch a, ma- a Netflix old... movie, I'd go with Pee-wee. This is, the... is oh, it good? I, I haven't I seen, seen that yet. That. It's good. That? It's just... It's, I don't <laughs> I know. It's good. That wasn't glowing. It's like a funny... You know, it's a Pee-wee movie. Who cares? How many, how many movie exactly podcasts what you think. out there, though, are you going to hear the word fancying, guys? That's why... <laughs> you're my man, son. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Josh, so before, before we sign up, we did want to... Since you are here and you've seen it and you loved it like I did, Simon has not laid eyes on it yet, but he's going to soon... Let's oh. talk about the invitation. Do not mm. sleep on this movie. This but, movie but, is great. But like, let's tread very carefully because the less you know, the better. Yeah, there's re- yes. The, I'll tell you what. I went in knowing nothing. Me too. All I knew about this movie Me was too. the Draft House Films logo on the which screener that I watched. Enough. Which, well, yeah, or we'll give you like, okay, this is going to be. They have interesting uh, taste. Those guys, whether you like or don't this, like the movie, this is true. That's going to be a certain kind of thing. And so right away, I'm I'm sort of like the first. This is my experience of watching the film. The first 20 minutes or so, I despised it. I was like, this is hipster garbage. This is film school trash trying to be, you know, a parlor trick, and I'm not buying it. And I got up and started washing the dishes. At some point, about 30 minutes in, something ha- 40 minutes in, something happens, and I sort of was like back on the couch. By the end of the movie, I was losing my mind at, 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 at how deliciously twisted it was. And... And how well crafted it was, and like the fact that you just didn't see all this. Even just the last, I, I love movies where the last shot is a Brilliant. big payoff. One, one of the best in love it years. Love it. It's Kubrickian. It is. It's got a little Nolan in it. It's got a little bit of. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it's a Hitchcock to in me, it. It's a special movie. It is a and special I think movie. It could very well wind up on my top ten at the end of the year. It is at the top of my list for this year so far. Right now. Wow. Yep. I mean, I'm only about 30 movies in, but right now I don't think anything beats it. Um, I literally had no idea that this film existed until... I don't think anybody will. It's going to be limited no, release I, on April 8th. So I, I got an email about play. it, and I've, yeah. I've been sent a link to watch it online. And I'm really glad to hear that actually it's, it's solid, because there's a lot of films I've come across, especially on platforms like Netflix, that... Films I haven't heard of that kind of have a, a, a premise like this or something where the trailer looks really good and then when you actually watch the film, it just doesn't deliver. So if you started off not oh. liking it and by the end you were like, it's in my top ten of the year, that's something the, I The trailers for this, by the way, out. are brilliant. Yeah. Uh, there's a teaser and a trailer. It. They're both fan- – I've yeah. seen them – Dozens of times because I've showed so many people, uh, and we will have a story coming up on the wrap. Myself and Matt Donnelly had an incredible lunch with the filmmakers behind the invitation. Uh, so we will uh, that should be coming in a week or two. Uh, the uh, movie op- opens April eighth. Uh, don't just watch it. It's fine to watch it at home though. Oh, no, you don't absolutely. need to go to a movie theater for this. I almost think it's better to watch it at home. It'd be creepier to watch it at home. I watched it at home with a friend, um, and we were like talking and like through the movie, sort of like throwing out theories. Because um, we weren't sure what to make of it, I think it it would have been also interesting to see in the theater where you're not having those conver- that conversation, right? Um, and it, you know you're experiencing it with a crowd. But yeah, I I mean this is fine for VOD and it, it will chill you to the bones. Two, two more things I'll say. One one of my biggest pet peeves about films in general is when the characters in the scene do not react like like a human being would react. Right. And every beat in this movie felt very real. Felt huh? like 
that's exactly how you would, if you witnessed this or if this is happening to you, that's exactly what you would do or exactly what this character would do. Right. Perfect. That's great direction and great screenwriting. And it keeps the audience off balance. It's a very, very strong yes. script. Yes, and, and, and the subtleties in it, it, it allows for subtleties. It, it doesn't hit you over the head with stuff and try to connect things for you. It, yep. it allows cool. you to sort of be like, was that, oh, wait, huh? And that's, it's, it's brilliant. All right, so just keep this conversation in mind. April 8th, it comes the out. The invitation. Yeah. Um, I think that'll probably do it for us, guys. Is there any, anything you wanted to plug or... Uh, yeah, you can look at all my stuff on Forbes. I've got some stuff coming up on IGN as well soon. Ooh, Very exciting. Okay. Interview with the cast of uh, Hardcore Henry. Yes, I, I spoke to Timor this week. Very good. I forgot he was calling me. It was like I was having a bad night. Guy calls at 9 <laughs> o'clock. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, hey. Dude, not now. I'm taking a crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's that's coming up. But go. you can find me on Forbes. You can find me on Twitter, at Showbiz Simon. And uh, I'm, I'm usually ranting about stuff on there. Cool. Josh? We're just, we're just rolling out a lot of Batman versus Superman content this this weekend, okay. and uh, my big one's going to be uh, basically like the th- 45 things that just don't make sense or connect, and I'm, I'm, I've been curating this list now I can't for many wait. days, and uh, it should be a doozy. It'll come out probably Monday morning. And we morning. can find you at uh, JLD Light. JLD Light. JLD L-I-T-E. Guys, I'll uh, I always forget to say this, you know, because Riley would always do it. You know, rate, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you for listening to the Popcorn Talk, ne- talk, bleh, Popcorn talk Network. Smooth. I can't talk network. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff Snyder at The Wrap, at The Insider on Twitter. Have a great Batman vs. Superman weekend. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here and are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its own expressions.